Scott, fellows and Rushma here. Not really very much to talk about. Just the appearance of a certain superstar mayor in the King George. And, uh, and next week it's Glorious Goodwood. I suppose we better get started then, boys. In partnership with Fitzdares, here's episode 10 of George and Charlie off the bridle. Welcome to the racing podcast that we like to think everyone's talking about. It's George Scott, Charlie Fellows and myself, Tony Rushmer. Episode 10. Somehow we've made it to double figures, boys. More than most of England's batsmen did against Ireland at Lords in the first innings. All well, guys? Yeah, very good. Episode 10. I know. Isn't that remarkable? I, I thought we'd have given up by now. 10 hours of talking to you, taking absolute garbage <laughs> off you. No, so, I mean, yeah. This is the hottest day on record. Yeah, Fellows walks in and looks at me. I thought I was looking quite sharp. Looks at me and goes, fuck, God, you don't take this heat well, do you? <laughs> this, this hot weather does not suit G. Scott. Luckily, I when the sun comes out, the sun sort of suits my complexion. Poor old, poor old G. Scott, um, not so much. We must note this is the hottest day on record. And okay. I, was, I was in the yard yesterday, and I can say that George was applying it. Was it factor 50? And you applied it twice in block the space out. of about an hour and a half. You know, block out. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, winners, runners. How, how's, um, how's business, chaps? Scotty's yeah, flying. No, we've had a few winners since the last podcast. Flying. Flying. Yeah. Wonderful to see. Wow, hardly flying. But I tell you, the horse that actually sat in this seat and touted quite a while back was Lyndon B. And he's rather let me down, but he came... He came good with a visor on. It's quite impressive. Dirty visor, yeah. James Doyle. The Doyler, the Doyler, the Doyler was who I've had a lot of luck with actually. Probably because the rider. he's awesome. Probably just because you, you know, the, those boys are so you know they're so in demand. If you're going to book him, you're only going to book one that you, you really fancy. But Harry Bentley's my jockey. I get a second call on him behind Beckett. So uh, when he can't ride, then we go for best available, which was James. Anyway, the horse travelled great. He's going to run again soon. I'm not sure. Oh, where. God. Oh, God, George. George, just be patient. <laughs> Sit tight, George. Let's learn our lessons from Leo da Vinci. Just <laughs> be patient, son. Says the flipping. Please. Says the, the, just take the, your time. You've got a nice horse on your hands. You finally got his head on. in front. Don't go and run him back eight days later, the poor boy. It's sort of the Carn Wagon. Carn Wagon man. One, one word, Carn Wennen. Carn Wennen. Didn't like the ground. Yeah, jeez, oh, that's not all. He was what? beat after about half a mile. Didn't like the ground. Beat half a mile. Didn't like the ground. I, d- hated I think the soft he had plenty of racing. Hated the soft ground. He had not had plenty of racing. How many times has he run this year? Five. No. Negative. To no way I was on the back Three. foot and I was looking for one. Negative. I was on the back foot and I was so desperate to get that in there that got beaten. He'll be back. He'll win at the... He'll either win the Shergar Cup stairs race. Might come a bit soon. So we might just take our time and train impatiently, G. Scott, and go for a race at the Ebor meeting. Not the Ebor, as a two-miler, which will win as well. So That's the one that you said, oh, you bet me 500 quid, it'll, you'll win it. It'll win, yeah. As long as the ground's quick, obviously. Um, what, what other business has been going on, uh, fellows? Have you been up to much away from the racetrack? Uh, do you know what? I actually have. Um, I had a couple of days away, which was lovely. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of days away. Yeah, I went on holiday. Three days away. So it was a joint. There was a joint reason for it. Number one is that it was my wedding anniversary, my one-year wedding anniversary. 
And um, one year since the priest went down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vicar, yeah, yeah, RIP. How, would he, have, how would he have managed on a day like today? Oh my God. I mean, this is almost, yeah. It was Similar. Quite I am sweating moment. buckets yeah. here. I'm going to take my shoes. We are, in, <laughs> we are in this small enclosed room in the King's Head and it is absolutely boiling in here. Oh. I might take my top off in a minute. Oh God. Um, I had my top off earlier, trimming the hedges at Bedford House with this massive, great big strimmer. You um, would be the type of person to have a nipple piercing. Have you ever had a nipple piercing? No, I eyebrow you had eyebrow Eyebrow i could see you with a big fat nipple i had an eyebrow piercing and um it's uh (laughs) so it got ripped out yeah we've had this story we've we've done that one yeah we've done done that that i've bored you about that already um anyway we'll go back sorry holiday went on holiday car drama went to bordeaux which was really nice it was also a very good friend of me my wife and i's um 30th birthday so we went out there. There was about 20 of us down there. And it was really nice. We had four days. Uh, but, however, there was rather... A, it finished on rather a damp note. We, um, we got the last flight back. Which you do generally. And actually, you were telling me the story at lunch. And I was thinking, when you're like 16 or 17, when you go on a holiday, you always push that flight to the last... So you can get the last minute. Yeah. But it's always... It's always a disaster. Two words. My wife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, I blame her solely. So we got the last flight home. Actually, all of us got the last flight home. Because you want to maximise your stay there. Anyway, we landed at 11.30. I was obviously going to be at work the next morning, so that means getting up at five o'clock. So I was like, look, we'll organise valet parking so that we can literally walk out of the terminal, into the car, back home, bang, in bed by one o'clock, four hours sleep, we'll be okay. I let my wife organise the valet parking, which normally she's very good at because she's very efficient and she's, you know, she, she's pretty good. Anyway, uh, we get our bags in the carousel and I ring, up the, I ring up the people and I'm like, right, hi, the fellows is, we've just arrived, BMW, registration number, whatever. And, um, you know, we'll be out terminal in five minutes time. We don't have a fellows on our booking. Like, you, you do, you definitely do. We're coming back tonight. We dropped the car off four days ago. You, we said then what day we're coming back. He's like, no, we don't have that. Anyway, we're in trouble here. He goes back to his notes, comes back. He's like, right, we found your booking, but you're not meant to come back for another four days. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So where are you lumbered Four here? Which so airport? we're at Gatwick. We're not even at Stansted, which is half an hour away. We're at Gatwick, which is miles away. And I'm like, right, okay, so what does that mean? He's like, well, it's locked up in a compound somewhere. We don't know where it is. And it's going to take us a minimum of two hours to find it. It's probably it. like 40 minutes away, like, under, like in the middle of nowhere, like sort of under... Of course it is. In Birmingham. Yeah. Like, what time is this now? 11.30, getting close to midnight. So we're looking at probably sitting at Gatwick Airport for two hours and then driving home, which take another hour and a half. So realistically, we're now looking at probably not getting home until about four o'clock, which will give me an hour sleep. Anyway, I was like, right, cab. having made my wife feel... That's what I said. I said cab. ...suitably guilty. No, we didn't get a cab. We actually decided to stay at the hotel at the airport oh, in right, the terminal. Yeah. So I was That's like, look, crazy. let's rent a room. You can pay. <laughs> and we'll stay here the night. We'll pick the car up at six o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll get a bit of sleep and we'll go drive home tomorrow morning. Anyway, that was a real. 
Damn it. Ball Lake at the end of the At the, <laughs> at end, the end of, of what was a really, really, really nice uh, weekend, long weekend away. And the Sod's Law is... I went away for four days. While I was away, I think we have four runners on the Saturday, one on the Friday. And five favourites. Two, five, four favourites. Mankind wasn't favourite. Four favourites on the Saturday. And then about six runners while we were away. This week, I'm here in the boiling heat. And I've got, I had one runner on Tuesday. I've got nothing until next Tuesday, I don't think. I did see you actually on telly the other day, Charlie, talking about the open weekend. I think there's a bit of exciting news about our open weekend here in Newmarket. Just explain to those that don't know your role and, and what this exciting news is. Yeah, so this is actually, I'm, I'm going to be serious for a very brief moment because this is something that is really, really, really close to my heart. Um, I became chairman of the Newmarket Open Weekend, or what was the Newmarket Open Weekend, uh, last year. It was my first year. Anyway, um, it was a sort of, an interesting bump uh, into new market life, trying to encourage trainers to get on board. Um, luckily, my good mate George Scott opened his yard, which and was fantastic. And did the show jumping again. Did the whole lot. Anyway, which was fantastic, because he's a real team player, is George. Real team yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, anyway, um, the last year's sponsor, their contract ran up. And so we were a bit of a loose end and it was a bit of a worry because it's quite a big contract and uh, the title headline sponsor brings in a lot of money and, and all of the money goes to local charities um, linked with racing. And it's a really good course. We've, we've, you know, we've raised over a quarter of a million pounds in the last, since it came back on about, I think it was seven years ago, six years ago. So um, we were a little bit concerned. We've gone down a few avenues and there was a few eyes. Anyway, um, a group of Sir Henry Cecil's owners approached us, more prominent owners approached us uh, about two months ago and they said that they were looking to do something in the memory of Sir Henry um, to really help young people in racing because Sir Henry was, you know, he was a big supporter of the young in racing, he was a big supporter of helping them uh, in any way he could and they wanted to do something that would, you know, keep his legacy going. Yeah. Um, and they felt that the open weekend was a was a really really good way potentially to do that, and so after lengthy discussions, we managed to um, to sort of go through a deal that initially is a three year deal, and providing the trainers come on board, and providing we make a success of it, hopefully it will go on longer than that, and it's quite a considerable amount of money, um, and it's meant that the weekend is now going to be renamed the Henry Cecil Open Weekend. And all of the charities, Racing Welfare, are going to mainly be the beneficiary, but we're also going to um, target charities that help stable lads and young people coming into racing. Because as we know, there is a big stable staff crisis at the moment in racing, and it is one area that is really, really worrying. And so hopefully, through the Henry Cecil Open Weekend, um, we can really bring the town together, get everyone on board and raise a huge amount of money um, to help these charities and to make it a real success and also to really celebrate the memory of Sir Henry. I was going to say, George and I, we're close to Warren Place, so we're any, anything that puts her Sir Henry's name in lights, we're, we're right squarely behind. No, it's a great idea, isn't what it? What dates, Charlie? Can we... Uh, 21st um, of September, weekend of the 21st of September. Good. How yeah. exciting. No, it's great. Yeah, it's great news that. Uh, George, any, anything else to, uh, to, uh, to add in? Funny enough, the first I heard about this was on the way to Yarmouth the other day. So I've got a noble mission, Philly, 
for the Niarcos family, who of course were massive supporters of Sir Henry and Jane Cecil, and James Doyle, the man of the moment, the noble mission man of the moment, was riding. Anyway, so I've given this lovely filly three runs and she's been educated on the job and a couple of things haven't gone right. So I said she got an opening handicap mark of 71 and I was all excited and felt that, that she would be able to win off this. So I thought I got very carried away. I rang Jane Cecil, who obviously my old boss and actually a very good friend of mine. I haven't spoken to her for a little while and said, Jane, I think we've, I need someone to pick up the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Typical bold Scott. Um, what happened? James Dawes riding. He rode Noble Mission for us. And it's a Noble oh, Mission filly. And she looks oh, like a dad. And like, we're chucked in. And the ground's fast. She hates fast ground, but she'll get away with it. Oh, no. And what? All the stars aligned. Yeah, and what happened? Starts, so I tossed it along, picked Jane up. We talked about it. And we talked about this open... Um, open meet uh, open day it's called the henry cecil open weekend george yes yeah Charlie. get to know that because um, you'll be she, you'll she, be you'll be a I, big supporter this year i'm a key feature as always you will be anyway and i normally get mugged off in the show jumping in, in the, on that day but uh, that's another there's story. the best another story. picture <laughs> and we need to tweet this no, no, picture no, no, actually that's another story. The got picture. It. right if you tweet that your lobster picture's going out <laughs> <laughs> the picture of horse, george's horse's teeth being removed in the show jumping last year i think year. i went, I went like clear awful hands i went clear i went clear, I went clear. <laughs> anyway so i took jane along <laughs> I took Jane to Yarmouth and obviously Julie got absolutely got stuffed because the ground was a bit quick but uh, so I had a little bit of egg on my face but we had a lovely chat and actually we were talking about Sir Henry and how his legacy seems to be just growing doesn't it the interest in his life and and actually this leads on slightly to Tony's book yeah, Thank you which very has much. been an enormous success, and we actually I've managed to not speak about this for about five episodes, um, but it's now such a growing phenomenon. This is after uh, this was after Tony proudly, after our <laughs> first episode, gifted George a, a signed copy of his book, which George duly walked off without and left in the left pub. behind. Left behind. He, he cared about it that Tony much. was crestfallen. Tony was absolutely <laughs> livid. Anyway, so the ten episodes in. And we've got to mention, finally read we've page, got to uh, mention chapter this, one. We've got to mention this book because it um, <laughs> is capturing all of our imaginations and it's really been a huge success, Tony. Just tell us because no, mo modesty, modesty prevents, but George, I'm very grateful that you've now read perhaps chapter one. I've read a couple of two. chapters. Yeah, exactly. After I took it to France, I mean, I... I'm not a big Moving reader. I'm not on. a big reader. We are we are sweating like you wouldn't believe in this room, as Charlie's already Absolutely alluded to. Soaring temperatures, and uh, hopefully we've got some red hot racing to discuss that's coming up. For those of us in and around, high summer means two things: the King George and Glorious Goodwood. Uh, chaps, let's get started with the King George, shall we? Crikey, Nijinsky, Mill Reef, the Brigadier, Dancing Brave, Nashwan, Galileo, the list goes on. This is a race that has been won by so many of the sport's legendary horses. It's a race you guys, I suppose. In fact, any trainer, crikey, you'd give, you, you'd give anything to win this one, wouldn't you? This is a big boys race. This is a big boys race. Charlie. A humdinger. Mo moving into his yard, growing up, being a trainer, having some success, thinking you're doing well. Like, you know, both of us have touched on success. This is a whole different echelon. This is when you realise that you're just so far away from having a horse of this quality. It's not even funny. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that it's a proper big, big boys race. The King George is, 
you know, you you know, it's fantastic. And and this year is going to set to um, set to you know all, all of our pulses racing. I actually, I hate to say it. Don't. No, 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 no. I'm not. The Queen will win. She will win. As I said in the Eclipse, I think, before I said she will win, and she will win. But Crystal Ocean will give her something to race against. Can't have them. Can't have them. Really? No. Well, nothing else will, Charlie. Sorry? So will anything? No, I think she just go round. I think she goes round and she... And how will Frank ride her? What will he do? Because he wants to go forward, James on Crystal Ocean, he'll have Well, to. you would have thought that um, one of O'Brien's is going to go forward and make the running. Hunting on. Um, yeah. Something. Like, he's got four in it. Norway, Magic One, Anthony Van Dyke. Something is going to go on. Is Hunting on even running? Well, it's declared. Yeah, so declared. no, no, sorry, you hadn't mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. declared. Yeah, no. Only problem, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen the draw. I've just seen the draw. Um, 11. Enable draw on 11 of 11. That makes it interesting, doesn't it? But... It does, but she's very fast out the stools. Wasn't she drawn badly in one of the arcs? Yes, she was drawn badly in one of the arcs. Not and last year, not last year, the year before. I yeah. don't think it's oh, Mario, Talking about that, know. sorry. Can we just have one second to just pay tribute to poor old Sea of Class? That was devastating. What a remarkable filly and what a gutting for the Haggis stable. Um, just, she was so special. Uh, I know... That William very well. I know Harry, the assistant, very well. They are all devastated. We don't need to mention her anymore, but just no. But I mean, superstar filly. People would use the expression one in a million, but she is one in a million. One in a million. And I never met her, but you see those lovely videos of her. She obviously was a hugely intelligent filly. It's just devastating. Yeah, it really is. She never came on their radar until January, yeah. February of the, of the... Not even that, actually. It was later than that. She won first time out and she surprised everyone at Newmarket. And it just shows you how these horses can change so much. But just... Oh, Devastating news. I can't news. help but feel absolutely horrendous for that yard. Yeah. Anyway, back to the King George. Sure. Enable, 11. Yeah, I mean, look. What price is she, Charlie? Uh, the odds haven't come back out yet. She's about she was four, four to seven, to something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, no, she wins. She wins. Draw, have it all on. Who and do you want Who do you want on it? If you know, from a bad draw around Ascot, Frankie exactly. did. Talk, have it so. all on. And as we said, it like just a bit. The nap, our biggest nap, which we both agree on, is yeah. Ovi to win Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> so George and I, are, I am just completely hooked with Love Island. I know this is a racing. Actually, you're part. so hooked. Actually, after the Derby dinner, okay, he was so hungover that he he went out, sorted out first lot, and then nipped back in to watch half oh. an hour of Love Island. <laughs> got to catch up. It's breakfast time. They were all my lads were stuffing their Love face at breakfast. So I went back and ca- caught up on Love Island. But anyway. George and I both agree. If you want to have a bet this weekend, <laughs> sod the King George the because King George. she's too short, and you might want to look for a bit of each way value. I'm not really sure where there is any, but go and back Ovi and what's her name, Amy. No, what's she Amy. called? No, Amy went along. India. India. Ovi. Ovi and India to win Love Island. Yeah. They're three or four to one. Or maybe a little bit shorter after George has had a couple of grand on. Yeah. And um, and I think they're an absolute nap to beat the odds on favourite Tommy Fury. What f- we need to find out, we will tweet what Fitstairs are quoting for Ovi to win Love Island. Fitstairs, you, I hope you'll be a point, half a point bigger, but it's not necessarily Ovi and India, it's Ovi to be the outright winner. 
I must just say at this point, no, Carl no. and I, the producer, we are just looking at each other because this is going so far above our heads. I'm sorry about this, Chuck. Over here, six is this seven. the grand conclusion? He's, a, he's, he's a god. Is this god. the finals? This is this where it's uh, we find out? Gutted. or Saturday. Ovi is this basketball player. I don't know if he's any good at basketball or not, but he is a male. God, like even I look at him, I'm like, you are. What do you mean, even you? Astronomically <laughs> good looking. He is unbelievable. He is good so looking. good looking. He, we have a very similar physique, uh, and um, he's just. Uh, anyway, he's, really, he's, he's also been, very funny. He's been a creeper. He's, he's been, been a, a real creeper. creeper. He came in late. So when do we find out this uh, finals know, on this Monday? God wins. We're having on Monday. So you having a love having a party? We're having a party. I'll be there. You'll come over. Of course, I'll be there. It's love, only <laughs> only Love Island fans are coming over. I'll be there. In heart. No one is not. Harry Eustace, who doesn't like Love Island, not coming over. But you are a I've, Love Island no. fan. You are coming over. Holly Bell's coming over. Good. He's a big Love Island fan. Uh, got a few of the other chicks in Newmarket. Ollie Bell was a big cricket fan as well until he... Oh, my God. We had to tell this story as well. So I mean, you can so... Fellas rang me Monday morning, gleeful. He said, I'm going to let you tell the story, but he said to me, you will never, ever believe this. And I said... I have a story that will warm your cockles hotter yeah, than and it I was is thinking, today outside. I was thinking Paul Roy's going to move all the horses from him to me. Like, that was on the scale of his excitement. <laughs> I was thinking that Sheikh Mohammed was going to send me 50 horses and he'd found out first. So I was all ears. And he, 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 yeah, Ollie Bell had given him... We'd be watching the cricket. I'd gone over to Angus Gold's house for a barbecue. Um, Angus Shadwell's racing manager... And a few of you us move in high circles. There. World Cup final. We're talking. World Cup final. So you that had the tennis day, that, that Sunday. Day. That day. You had the tennis and you had the and they had the cricket on. So all the girls were watching the tennis because they're in, absolutely in love with Roger Federer. And me and Angus and a few of the blokes were watching the cricket. And obviously the cricket is a bit of a slow burner, but as you're getting further on, you're like, this is gonna be close. Yeah. And it's getting closer and closer. Anyway, obviously what happens happens. And I knew I was meant to be going over to a barbecue at Ollie Bell's that day, but he had cancelled at the last minute because James Vince is he one of the cricketers? Yeah, who's one of the who was one of the substitute cricketers? Oh, he came on for the Super Over, I think. Did he, he? Was on for might the super have done, over, but gave him two tickets. God yeah. knows how. I don't know why, but anyway, some sort of Ollie, mate. I'm a presenter. Yeah. You're so presenter. boring. Yeah. Anyway, so I knew he was there, so I messaged Ollie. Via WhatsApp saying, oh my God, you jammy whatever. That is the most remarkable game of sport. Not cricket, sport I have ever watched in my life. I can't believe you were there for that. And I did radio silence for about two hours. And two hours later, I get a message <laughs> from saying, I wasn't there. I was like, hey, what are you talking about? Of course you were there. He's like, I left. I was like, I just saw he's joking. I thought he was being, comp I thought he was just taking the piss. I was like, whatever, mate. Went, to, you know, next morning I wake up, I give him a call. I was like, mate, that must have been unbelievable. He's like, I promise you, I wasn't there. Well, he got taken ill or something. And I was like, what do you mean you weren't there? He's like, look at my Instagram. And if you look, if you looked at his Instagram at the time, there's videos before the game of him going to, Lord, uh, to um, Lords. There's videos during the game, but there isn't a single picture or video after the game. And I was like, Oh my God! You retired. We bug off early. No, why? They, were, they left. Uh, I don't know. They left they ten got, overs they from left the end. They left ten overs from the end. And him for and some Stanley. reason, him and Tom, Tom Stanley, Stanley felt 
that England were out of it. And I look back on that and I'm not, at no point were we out, were of, we it? out of it. If, yeah, we were up against it. So did they go when Butler was dismissed then? They just I thought, think they went when Butler was dismissed and they just said, we've got no chance. I'd had a massive double on England and Japan <laughs> in France. You know Japan when he went in France? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in, okay, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the was Grand Prix, is it? Grand Prix de Paris. Yeah, so I'd had a, a big bet. I thought England were an absolute shoe I don't think I'll bet that strongly against New Zealand again. Anyway, no, so Oli Bell. So and then, yeah, left. but he left. And then and trying then to get back in. Back. Trying to get back in. They wouldn't let him in. Quite right. Quite right. Whoever that steward is at Lords should have a knighthood. I want to meet him. He can come on the podcast. He's an absolute legend. How did he go? I mean, it's a bit like, I don't know, when I don't know. back in the day, 66, when they're in the World Cup final, it goes to two all. Extra time. Oh, well, I think I'll beat the, beat the rush. We're going to lose now. And you go during extra time. How on earth did he turn his back on a monumental, defining final? I don't know. So he's getting, p- presumably he's getting pelters from everyone. Well, yeah, it was, getting yeah, it was on the Racing Post newsfeed. Yeah. His old man, his old man called him out. We, fellas and I, it like sort of, I didn't directly say it, but there were a few sort of one-liners dropping in on Twitter. But, but that, I mean, that is I've brutal. heard some people say that it's not the way to finish it finished the World Cup didn't deserve to end like that and I do feel a little bit sorry for New Zealand especially when it when it stokes his bat as he was diving in you couldn't have written that but that last two overs was the most incredible sports viewing I have ever ever watched in my life and can you imagine being Jason Roy when that ball what? is coming out to you yeah yeah you have yeah. to save yeah. Two runs. Yeah. They he cannot get two. Remember two, it. you're beaten. One, you win. And you have to pick up that ball, not fumble it, because he'd already fumbled one earlier in the over, yeah. and then ping it into the top of the stumps for Butler to go and What's, what's the commentator called? I mean, my And ball. England win it by the finest of margins. Ian Smith, he the Kiwi. legend. Yeah. Was. How he gracious was he? He was amazing. I mean, in fact, the Kiwis were fantastic and incredible. Feet. Yeah, because they effectively it went down to the amount of boundaries yeah. hit in their final. I'm not sure they were been that gracious. So unlucky. I mean, the commentary. No, they didn't deserve Bolt to lose. It stands like it's completely disorientated. Stands on the flipping boundary fence. Yeah. And then Stokes, Michael Vaughan, yeah. said the other day he's played a million games of cricket. He's never ever seen that happen. Yeah. I mean, oh no. Are, it's like an act of God. Yeah, it was. I've I've never seen a conclusion to any sporting event like that. It was. I, I mean, it was so right. good. I even watched bloody England Ireland in the Test match. Like that's we're actually we're saving it at the moment. I know your man with okay. the glasses is yeah. like yeah, yeah. seventy not but out. You're right. That commentary. What a commentary. Yeah. Because that must have been so hard from a New Zealander. Yeah. And what I thought was amazing was after they won, you could hear the pain in his voice. He said, he handed it over to NASA. He said, NASA, this one's yours. And it was just that, I still listen back to that because there's that incredible video on Twitter. And he stood up with a mic. Yeah. I'm doing and it now. He said, England win with the finest of Ardens. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. What a Look, day of sport. We're going to move on uh, to Glorious Goodwood. Glorious Goodwood fellows, um, you'll both be down there, won't you, um, next week? Um, when are you heading down, George? Um, I'm heading down. I've got nothing on the Tuesday. I've made a few entries for the Wednesday. Um, we've been looking forward to running Rahi, who I've mentioned a few times. I think he was my nap one time on the pod, and he steps up from a 
uh, Lingfield. Can we just hold on two seconds? We'll go back to Rahi because he's a legend and he's actually a very, very good horse. But can we cut to the chase here? There's only one race that George and I care about at all next week. One race. We've got a massive match bet and that's the Magnolia Cup where George has phosphorescence running for our ex-guest, Louisa Zissman. And I have a horse called Havilland running for the most wonderful, wonderful girl, uh, Khadija Mella, who uh, is from the Ebony Riding Club in Brixton. And she has achieved the most remarkable feat in going from not sitting on a racehorse two months ago and just going casually riding out at a, at a you know, riding club in Brixton to qualifying, passing a test, because you have to pass a test for the mm. to ride in the Magnolia Cup, passing a fitness test, passing a riding test. And she's passed all those tests. And she will now ride next week. She's going to ride a horse of mine called Haviland, um, who's a legend. He had a little pipe opener at Ascot about three weeks ago where he finished third in the charity race. And um, she rode in work. She's the most amazing girl. And she's got a smile that lights up any room and she's so uh, humble and um, I've sort of been introduced to the story rather late on um, but she's been riding out for me for now the last month um, and she's a, she's a sweetheart and she's um, she wrote her first piece of work yesterday over on the water gallop on the on the Rolly Mile and if I'm really really honest I've been slightly nervous I've been worried because she is very inexperienced and she's, um, you know, she's got so much to prove. And I, deep down, I was worried whether she was 100% up to it. Big, big hurdle yesterday morning. Um, I got the WhatsApp message. She got the WhatsApp. I sent him the video straight away. I had to direct the camera, man, obviously. So I did have a part to play with your gallop. Big, big hurdle man. was riding work. And so riding work, when you gallop a horse, you're going 20 to 30% faster than you've ever been before. She's never done that. And it's difficult. Everything goes ultra quick. Mm. And you've got to be on the ball. Anyway, we went down the night before. I drove her over there. We walked the gallop. I told her exactly what was going to happen, what, was going to, what she was going to do. And if I was honest, I, I was really worried that it might go wrong. And that she might just find everything going too quick and she'd get left behind. And she was with two other horses in the gallop. Hayley Turner was riding one of the other horses. And Hayley's been a sort of mentor as well. Anyway, she nailed it. She just absolutely nailed one of my lads couldn't have ridden it better and she was so relaxed or at least outwardly she was so relaxed and she got the horse in a lovely rhythm she finished upsides brilliantly perfect and having been slightly nervous about next week i now am not remote she's ready and i can't wait to see her nail it and we're going to kick louisa zissman's ass george um Louise's progress, how is she doing? She'd been run away with one morning on the Heath when she joined us. How's her progress? No, she's done great. She's worked bloody hard. She's seriously competitive, actually, and uh, she's dug in, and she's currently on holiday in the south of France. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's done good. We're looking forward to the race. My horse is... Um, it finished third in it last year. He's not ideally suited in the sense it's a much shorter trip for him. But uh, Fellows has jumped in effectively at the two-pole and got himself involved in the race. Uh, so, which makes things a lot more interesting. I'm very confident we'll beat we'll beat you because I think it's going to be a lot a lot of jockey ship. And Louise is on the ball. She's fit. She's strong. She's alert. And I think she'll get first run on you. I'm not sure you'll wind us in, but we'll see. 
I don't, don't you worry. Khadija knows that her race has won and lost at the start. And if she mucks, mucks up that start, I'm not even going to welcome her home. I'm going to jump in my car <laughs> and I'm going back to Newmarket. I've told her this already. So we're, we're well and truly prepped. What's the trip? Is it six? Six. Five. Five and a half. Five. And, five and a half. And, and, and Foss, he's suited to... He's a seven furlong horse. Actually, yeah. I, when I first had him at Warren Place, he went over a mile three. Yeah. But I've shortened him up. He, lead, he, led a, he leads a lot of fast work. You've no, trained him to have a little bit of speed in him. Zip you? in him. Yeah. Well. Zip. <laughs> on, on a more serious ah. note, George, I know you're looking forward to Wednesday. I think it is the Molcom. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, on Wednesday. Rahi, um, yeah, won really well last time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, like, I think the horse has um, done well since Lingfield. He's stepping up from a novice company the form's been slightly let down since then but i think oh watto's won yesterday yeah, well, he, a couple of days ago. yeah he did but it was a rubbish race he got beat at threes on the race before time before i don't know i think um the i think right. they quite like dascom's in that race at wolverhampton from what i heard yeah sure sure i'm not sh- the, the race that x-force won yesterday I don't think it was as I don't think that was as as poor as you think it is. Apparently, the rumor well, were that poor, Dascom's is not bad. So no, I, sure. I, so I, the, I think the form's fine. No, no, I think I'm really excited. I mean, everyone, you boys know, I've been talking about Rahi off on and off on this for a while. I think he's a pretty pretty talented horse. He'll certainly give a a bold showing. So I'm re- I'm really looking forward to it. I had a camera crew in the other day talking about something completely separately but we were talking about Rahi and talking about having had a good horse and not having a good horse how it really affects your sort of day-to-day mentality and how much you look forward to it and I'm just hoping that Rahi's my next good horse you know I I'm not gonna sit here and say everyone back him and but I you know I wouldn't be surprised if he shakes them up on Wednesday it's been quite, quite a long time since you had a nice horse. <laughs> I knew it? that was coming. Uh, must be you really a, must, need to get into the a, fact that you've been training for five and a half been, years and you haven't must had have a been group. A long cold you year so gr- far. You haven't had a group it's winner in long, England. I have, too hot to argue, have not boys. had a group winner hot. in England. Too, too warm. Embarrassing. To hot and bothered. Um, <laughs> Charlie, have you got a horse that you're looking forward to seeing from the yard apart from obviously your Magnolia Cup runner? Uh, potentials but I'd say all three are doubtful uh, Philly called Made for Life on Tuesday doesn't want rattling quick ground and then could, uh, Friday maybe King Otica is uh, a mild group three for three year olds only but again he wants rain and I will not run him especially at Goodwood if there isn't any rain there are plenty of options for him lots of options plenty of handicaps so not in any rush with him <laughs> <laughs> and and potentially, depending on how a gallop goes this Saturday, we could see the return of the mighty prince. Um, potentially. Who will be on his way back to Australia, surely. Who is all systems go to go back to Australia. How but, exciting. Uh, he could run in a mile and a half group three on Friday if he works well on Saturday. This Saturday, so we'll see. Uh, I don't need to run him. The Ebor has been the plan all along. The Ebor is still the plan, and if I don't think he's ready for next week, then we won't run. Um, but a run wouldn't do him any harm, and it works very well leading into the Ebor. So it is an option. We'll see how Saturday goes. Anything else to run, George? You want to mention at Goodwood before I've we move on got, to Naps? Yeah, I've got quite. I've got quite a few runners over the next few days. But um, Goodwood, um, Dragon Command going seven furlong nursery. I don't. I napped him last week, and actually, everyone that's backed him and not watched the race. Well, if you watch the race, you'll 
that's a little frustrating. So we'll see what he he goes there. And oh, and actually, Lyndon B, Charlie's mate, he might run there with a visor on so we'll see while we're talking about glorious goodwood our partners fitstairs have an offer they are offering money back if your selection is beaten by a neck at glorious goodwood naps boys anything to report in terms of uh, your selection for i think this podcast um Ovi will beat tommy fury and neck in love island uh, I'm really quiet. I don't have any runners this week, and I'm relatively quiet. We'll pick something odd for cards week for some from someone else's. Who are you and that? You're napping in Abel. But yeah, but I mean, she's four to six because they're okay. napping that. No, so I'll yeah, I'll have Rahi each way. Yeah, I'm gonna. And actually, as much as it pains me because <laughs> I think the trainer's useless, but I'll probably nap Rahi each way as well because I think he's. Very good. I was very impressed with his win at Lingfield. And I'd love to see my great mate win a nice race. Good man. Good stuff. Love Before you. we go, um, can we all just say um, get well soon to Mrs. Rushmore Senior, who unfortunately has got serious injuries and is lying in hospital listening to this. So, chaps, get well soon, Mrs. Get Rushman. well soon. Stay away from the crazy golf. Do we know Mrs. Rushmore Senior's... Unfortunately, um, she was injured name. playing. Yes, Patricia. Patricia. Get well soon, Patricia, please. I there you go. The, the housewife's yeah. sweetheart. Fellows, he's got that charm, hasn't he? Until they meet him. Yeah. Time's up. Thanks to our black belt producer, Carl Homer. Now, honestly, when he's not looking after us, um, the man from Cambridge TV is teaching martial arts. Uh, lastly, if you don't already, give us a follow on at Bridal Podcast and please do subscribe to this pod on iTunes, Spotify or wherever. Then you'll never miss an episode. Back in a fortnight. Goodbye. Goodbye.